0: Yo yo yo. Welcome to the Interns podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Brad. Yeah, he is. Uh <laughs> I said every That's time. That's like week 1. It is. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> I don't know what how else to respond to that. I just go, "Yeah, he's right." That's, That's that his is name. his name. That Definitely. He didn't lie this time. Um, I
1: used to be creative and stuff, but I don't know. It's it's Brad.
0: Yeah, come on. We we've got too much creativity throughout the rest of the podcast. Oh, I was Hey, auto-tune next episode.
1: Like, yo,
0: yo, yo. Maybe, maybe. Uh, If I could learn how to do it. (laughs) Um, So anybody got auto-tune? There's an app on my phone that I used to do auto-tune, and I would send messages like that, and they would just be really quick and short, and um, most of them would be funny, but... Uh, well, Hey, uh, you're listening to the interns podcast because you just love hearing us and our awesome topics. Uh, we wanted to address something real quick. Um, so... Brad got caught in a scandal this week. Um, he was laundering some of the church's money, and we want to put that to rest. I was not a part of that. That was solely Brad's idea, uh, and so we want to apologize for Brad. So Brad, go ahead and apologize.
1: I, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that meddling youth ministry.
0: Man, they yeah. always find it. Yeah. I, and that dog, too. That dog.
1: I I tried to make change in the offering plate, and they said, that's very selfish
0: of you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's complete joke. No, what we really, we do want to say, uh, we know that at the beginning of this podcast, we said, hey, we're going to tell you a lot about whatever what our internship looks like, right? Um, that's kind of changed, wouldn't you say, Brad? Yeah, yeah. I, it, this came from us just sort of like
1: thinking back on the fr- last few weeks of what we've talked about and trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about this week as interns and- uh, the short of it is, we don't
0: really have any interny things we've been doing lately. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, we, we kind of, we've joked around, around, uh, uh, of this topic of, oh, we're not just interns, but we're ministers, in ministers training, and MITs, training, MITs, if you will. So uh, funny. It's <laughs> awesome. But hey, there there is some truth behind it to say, Brad and I have both taken on some more, um, I, I use the word essential but more just uh, more responsibilities uh, and and great responsibilities and something to be praised. Uh, like, Brad, you've obviously started a thriving small group. Um, and so a lot of your time in the early part of the week goes to that, which leaves the later part of your week going to school. And so yeah. that's kind of and for me, that's kind of the same as my early part of the week is focus on the youth ministry. And then my later part of the week is now, okay, well, now I got to focus on my, getting my school done. And so uh, the, the other pastors on staff understand that. And so they've taken a lot of the intern responsibilities and kind of put them on hold. Uh, obviously, we will still, if there are things that come about that we do in our internship that are just fun and whimsical uh, or make for a funny story, We'll love to share them. Uh, But that's the reason you probably don't hear as many intern stories as as we have in the past.
1: I'm sure if Brad catches wind of this, he will make us do something ridiculous. Yeah, if
0: he hears that the interns don't feel like we're doing intern stuff.
1: (laughs) I feel like one of his favorite jobs that he likes to give new interns is go dig a hole. He does. In some capacity, he does. He really does, man. Get here, and he's like, here,
0: Here's a shovel. That was like
1: week hole. one. He goes, Here's a post hole digger. Put up signs around the church. And I said, Okay. <laughs> he said, Yes, yeah, sir. And he made you, he made you like dig up that hole, like to put in those water lines, the water drainage
0: mm, outside
1: yeah. the 15A parking lot. Yeah. He made you do that.
0: Yeah. To be fair, it was with two other people that knew what they were doing, and I was kind of a uh, like they had we had uh, two of our members of the church that were awesome uh, and work in construction, and they came and, and yeah. just volunteered and, and helped, and so that was great. And I was kind of there just to take stuff that they told me to do. Yeah, they, I mean they had a whole whatever it's called with a big arm, oh, that scoops up things,
1: arm that scoops up things. You know what I mean. Tr- Tra- tractor Ex- excavator excavator you know? i was also going to say like a backhoe maybe excavator is it that- i don't know him that well either yeah. but what does
0: cat stand for caterpillar <laughs> and that, i'm not kidding and that is ridiculous <laughs> don't get me started on this i will i will rant i know you'll pop off man. i will rant I, I was there when you Why encountered that disappointment called a caterpillar it's so ridiculous okay uh, if you know why, tell me, because I will always hate it if well, you don't tell me. It the got reason. explained to us. It's, it's just the name that they came That was, up with. A, no offense. There was no explanation there. And even he, he admitted that. He was like, I don't really know the reasoning behind it. I can just tell you that it is. Huh. So, I don't know. Oh, um,
1: One intern thing, sorry. One intern thing I, I thought of is something that I went through that I, I was done with by the time we started this podcast. But. As part of our education, we have to go through like classes with all the
0: the pastors, yeah, the pipeline, yeah.
1: real quick. yeah, the pipeline. What do you think? Because you're uh, in it right yeah, now. Yeah, I love the
0: pipeline. Pipeline is one of the, you. You explained to me when I got here that it was the best thing that you did uh, coming into the ministry mm-hmm. uh, as far as like school <clears> wise. <throat> uh, I agree. I mean, it's very hands on. The work is not uh, extreme. It is very like I do. my. I can get it done within an hour. Yeah. Uh, all the week's work. Um, but then the best part about it is you meet with another pastor on staff and and you kind of talk through uh, and and they give you kind of. um very tangible help as well as they give you very personal stories uh, of how they've seen this part of the ministry work well, and even some embarrassing stories of when it hasn't worked well, and they were in part of that. And so, uh, but I think it also just creates good conversation and good relationship with your pastoral staff. Uh, for instance, I'm I'm right now meeting with our worship pastor Rick, uh, and we we just we don't really run into each other very much throughout the week uh, other than staff meeting, and we don't really coincide like we don't do anything together ministry wise. And so, I don't really know his story as much as I do with the other pastors. Like pastor brad and pastor nan um, and even um interim nicole give her that <laughs> shout out she's in <laughs> here baby. Uh, interim
1: interim she she sent us a text she was like remember intern and interim are spelled really similar. They're so, like I'm two letters far, off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not far off from y'all. But then Nicole just snitched on herself. She went, So is Santa and Satan? So maybe that analogy isn't perfect. Yeah.
0: And I asked her, I said, Which one are we? Are we Santa or are we Satan? She said, Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with that. Um, but no, like I've been able to meet with Rick this week, and now he's going to try to teach me as much as he can on piano. And when I say as much as he can, that's based on my learning ability, not his teaching ability. (laughs) Uh, So uh, like those things wouldn't happen without uh, something like the pipeline, which is just such a a good gateway into great relationship. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. I I just had to ask you about it. I mean, many, many people probably don't know that we do something like the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, And I'll I'll get more just real quick. Uh, The pipeline counts for class uh, hours. So yeah. uh, the the classes are geared to match with other classes that we would take via online courses or uh, lectures um, through New Orleans Baptist Theological yeah. Seminary
1: so I, I think what it is it's it's the nam pipeline or yes. the american mission board pipeline and what it is is it's 12 credit or 12 credit hours or 18 it might be 18 We'll come up with that. It's 12 or 18, but what I'm pretty sure it is, is it is the core basic master course requirements in order to be a NAM missionary.
0: Yeah. To be a NAM church planner. Sorry. Yeah. So what, so it's great. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Now I will just say there are some rough loopholes, which is nothing about the church, but more about just education. (laughs) So, out of the 12 to 15, I think it's actually 15 15 um, okay. out of the 15 hours that you're available to uh, get credited towards your your master's degree I am only a bit able um, for six. So the, yeah, the other, what, nine hours, I'm just, just doing it for fun. I
1: sponged them all up, baby. Yeah,
0: you got them, you got them. Well, you're, yeah, you're, so you're doing your MDiv, I'm doing MA, so my, my, my degree is a little shorter than his, um, praise God, let's go, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Jealous. Yeah. (laughs) no, you get to say you're a masters of divinity.
1: <laughs> when's the last time you went up to somebody and you realized they had a master's when's the last time anybody got asked how many credit hours was your degree mm, all right it's a good point it's a
0: good point you go wow master's wow yeah. yeah master's that's good that's a degree right there
1: that is that's a degree uh,
0: no but uh so the educational system they're very they're very harsh sometimes man like I tried to sneak in an hour or a class I was like hey this is kind of the same thing and they said no it is not. And it was like teaching the Bible and then exhorting the Bible. I was like, "Mm." I've got to tattle a little bit
1: on New Orleans. One class. Real quick.
0: We love New Orleans. I'm so
1: thankful for my education. a great job. New Orleans, you're a wonderful school, but you are going to get this on my end of degree review. (laughs) One of the required courses is missions. And I do not
0: get credit
1: for it. I they do not let me pass the class.
0: They're like you're you're going on the mission field.
1: I will be on the mission field <laughs> when I take this missions course. I am yeah, if there's the a IMB, discussion
0: forum. I am going to be so salty in the, my introduction. The IMB is going to be like we. The IMB has said these guys they're ready. They're prepared for the mission field, <laughs> and New Orleans are like. But are they? Are they? Are they really? Are they? And, I, and, I, and I'm waiting
1: for something of like, like hey, what, we understand your frustration, but this would be really beneficial to you. My undergrad was in missions. I have like.
0: You're double. I have like. <laughs> you're double qualified. <laughs> I have 30 credit your hours course. in
1: missiology. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. New Orleans, you will be hearing from it's, me about it's this. Better, and better I don't know who, who uh, I know his name. It's slipping my mind. The president of New Orleans.
0: Yeah, I don't like him. I
1: mean, LeBron, and Bill Gates and whoever, everybody who watches this.
0: Yeah. Fix it. Fix it. <laughs> fix it. Fix it. Uh, no, but, you know all all is fun and jest but yeah they they're, they're a great place uh they, they've taught i have really enjoyed all of our cl- classes and lectures oh, yeah. there so yeah. they're they're very sound but uh yeah that that is there there are just like a few little things you know they're like little tweaks but you're going to see that everywhere so hopefully yeah hopefully not as as ups, uh, upsetting as uh, a 3 hour course that you got to take overseas while you're on the mission field <laughs> you just see like in one of your uh, in one of your logs say hey sorry i couldn't get the work done i'm doing Nine hours of language training as I'm learning a different language for the missionary field that I'm currently on. Caps. <laughs> Caps. Couldn't do this discussion post. Sorry about it. <laughs> oh, Nate. I know I brother. <laughs> but just do it in Thai. <laughs> just
1: I, yeah, right in Thai. You are microaggressing me right now. I am so mad. Okay. 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 I am so mad.
0: All right. I'll pray for you later. Thank um, you, please. No. Oh, well, good.
1: Hey, hey. Good news though. Yeah. Is it looks like the the IMB or the the Southern Baptist Convention helps pay for missionaries' educations. Cool. And so it looks like Jess could pursue her master's. That's awesome. All this trash talking. Yeah. And I'm like, look, they're paying <laughs> thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's all it's all okay.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, just these are little things. These are little fun things that we get to talk about and laugh about. But um
1: So yeah, okay. But Nate, we didn't plan for any of that, man. No, that was what just, we that was just all fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, we just want to tell you a little little fun story before we get into anything serious. Uh, actually, I guess like two little fun things. Uh, what time? What are we running on time? Okay, let's do it quick. Uh, first, two minutes or less. RRR. Tell me about it. Oh my goodness. Okay,
1: I've, I've got to begin with this. RRR is a, a high production, highest production, Bollywood movie. Yeah that i probably am not able to endorse because it no. is very violent it is very violent very violent um minimal swearing minimal no no, no like sexual activity whatsoever no. but boy is it violent very anyway violent. so we we came into this and our, our friend was like hey watch a bollywood movie and i was like i've never seen one before so for those who don't know, Bollywood is like the Indian film industry. It's Indians
0: Hollywood, yeah, yeah. India's or the Hollywood of India.
1: Yeah, and so we watched it. It's like a three, three and a half hour movie oh, it's or so something. Long. And I was dying at so much of it. Oh my gosh! There's never a dull moment. No, it's everywhere. it's like it's it's wacky it's crazy the the plot's not very good but boy are there just some scenes that just make you laugh
0: the physics make no sense
1: some dude he picked up a motorcycle like clear over his head and i'm not talking about like a little you know like like a moped like a little moped (laughs) it's like an it's it's no
0: vespa (laughs) it's almost like a a harley oh yeah this dude just picks it up over his head after he had stopped it with his foot and thro- <laughs> it throws
1: it like 20 feet at another man
0: oh dude it, but it was uh so look if if you're if you're somebody that's not very uh like what is it queasy at um blood man if you're just looking for something just to yeah i don't even know just like waste time it's r r r man it it's unfortunately so i i just got to
1: say it again like it was too much with, oh, yeah. with the violence and stuff. Yeah. It was too much.
0: There were moments you gasped because, yeah, of our-
1: <gasps> yeah. But, um, but the moments that there wasn't that, like the musical, yeah, in there's it, like dance break. There's oh, and just like songs, there's like a lay mez moment, there where is, it, yeah. it's just. So, uh, it, it's just nuts. It's it is, kooky.
0: It is very, very nuts is a great definition of it. Uh, so yes, we're not endorsing it, but if you ever do watch it, um, maybe find come a, talk to us, maybe find a more like lighthearted Bollywood movie because now, so may, yeah, maybe we're not, maybe don't watch RRR, but watch a Bollywood film. So like now that I'm introduced to the genre,
1: I want to see more of the saniness.
0: Yeah. 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 Less violence, more just dance and weird storytelling. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But R.R. is the most notable Bollywood film, and that's why we uh, watched it. Our friend was very, very, um, gave it high praise, and he's like, we got to watch it. And so we, we did. Uh, do I regret it? No. Will I watch it again? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we watched a Bollywood so, yeah, film. Yeah, that's
1: that's what we did last Friday. Yeah, that was our Friday. And we, we had
0: Oreos and milk together. We did. We did. We'll dunk it. Clink and dunk, you know? Um, Cool. Uh, You had something that you want to talk about last week, but but we couldn't get into it. Least favorite Bible characters. Oh,
1: this was a fun one. Yeah. So it crossed my mind every time we talk about what do we want to talk about on the podcast, I typically am the one that comes up with just the dumb subjects. You know? Because I'm like, let's talk about something just absolutely absurd. And this was a good one. I said, what about... We talk about favorite Bible characters. What are our least favorite? And we had to set some ground rules: no Satan, no Judas, because I mean, just come on, yeah, too easy, yeah, too easy, too easy. We got it, yeah. So for some reason or another, it 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 doesn't matter what the reason is. Who are your least favorite Bible characters? I would like you to start. Okay, yeah. You see, because you had two
0: picked out, easy,
1: yeah, easy. Um, one of them is uh just any of the a lot of the judges we're going through judges in our college study judges are terrible but the one that i dislike the most is samson yeah yeah that might be a hot take to some of you samson absolute bro total meathead just the dude i felt like he didn't have a single brain cell and just did
0: whatever he wanted Whatever he wanted. I mean, it's true. He did. Uh, So I've learned something as I'm walking through the judges via a uh, study that the judges actually show you, like, at the start of the judges, you'll see the judges are those who are sent in and upholding the Mm -hmm. law. Uh, But as the judges progress, they steer further and further from upholding the law until at the end, it's basically like the judges are – they're not uh, distinguished from the people that they're trying to judge over at all. Yeah. And so Samson definitely falls. He's like in the middle of He's that.
1: in like, I think Judges 13 yeah. and Judges is only like 20 chapters so, long. Yeah, he's towards so, the like, end. Yeah. He just slowly degrades. The thing that that gets me the most that it's the story, you know, you hear in Bible school where it's like Samson was super strong. He killed all the Philistines. Before that happened, Samson was a, a Levite. Right, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he was a Levite and he was Levites were held to very high standards. And one of them Priest was the people, baby. Yeah, one of them was you're not allowed to be around corpses of any type. And so Samson's rolling along, and a lion comes out. And you know, just a giga chad moment, he kills the lion. Okay, but then he's coming back like a, a few days later and he notices that something's been eating the lion. And inside of the lion's corpse, a beehive has has yeah come into fruition and And Samson's like, "I really want some honey, and so he doesn't touch the corpse, but boy, does he play that line really close as he takes the beehive
0: out of the corpse and eats the honey so I've actually heard it said that not well, there's something also about the honey that was like for him to do that was improper. But I've always heard it like he doubled down. He touched the lion on the, the unclean lion, and he did something with the the bee the beehive that was like yeah, man, just to show his unrighteousness. The, the dude
1: the dude towed the line constantly. Yeah. So him and girl interest number one, I don't even remember yeah. who she is. They go to a, a party with the Philistines, and they're the Philistines are all talking to to Samson, and Samson's like. I have a riddle for you. If I'll give you 10 days, which was the party duration, I'll give you 10 days to solve the riddle. And if you don't, you owe me. It was like, oh, I should have read it before it's like coming some into money, this. Right? No, it, no, it wasn't money. money. I think it was like, 30 articles of clothing or something. Or or it was it was a big ask. And and the inverse was true for Samson. They asked Samson, they were like, okay, but if we do guess this riddle, we get 30 articles of clothing. And Samson was like, deal. And the in the party, he goes, here's my riddle. What's something sweet that comes out of something terrifying? He's talking about the lion and the honey. Yeah. But who in the world is ever going to guess that. It was the dumbest riddle in the world. It was like, you know, when Bilbo Bilbo asks Smeagol, what's in my pocket? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so, it's such a cruddy thing to do. So like, fast forward. They don't get it.
0: Well, they they get it.
1: No, 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 no. Seven days in, all the Philistines come up to Samson's girl and they're like, he tricked us. He duped us. How in the world are we supposed to get this? This is the stupidest riddle I've ever heard. And so you see a pattern here. Samson's girl comes up to him, complains to him a bunch, and Samson goes, fine, uh, here's what it means to her. And then she let it slip to the Philistines. Here's where it gets even worse.
0: correct me if I'm wrong. She was kind of put under pressure of like, if you don't, we will do something terrible. She did. She did.
1: Philistines answer it. Samson is like, yeah, you got it. Let me go get you your clothing. He goes to a nearby village, kills 30 Philistines, gives them their clothes. Yeah. Dude's just the worst. He
0: is. He is.
1: Second one. Oh, sorry, I know. Hold on. There's more. There's more. One time, Samson wanted to get back at somebody, and he had been known for killing people so prevalently. He was like, I'm going to turn a new leaf. I won't kill anybody. He grabbed a bunch of t- foxes, lit their tails on fire and sent them out into the wheat fields to burn all their crops. Yeah, it's pretty rough. The dude, <laughs> he's not a redeemable character. And then, Oh, come on. And then his last wish is not like, God, redeem me for my sins. It's like, God, I want to
0: kill more people. <laughs> I think he's redeemed. No!
1: <laughs> oh, boy. For, okay.
0: for the Lord to give him a strength back, I think there was a redeemable quality there. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like there has to be. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I won't try to convince you. My second one is
1: is far shorter than this. It's Job's wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like, hedge of protection, God removes the hedge of protection, ooh, and, and Satan, you know, does a number to Job, kills almost all his family, almost all his property, Yeah, almost all his servants. It's funny, most of his family dies, except his wife. His wife is left. His wife is left, yeah. And, um... And when Job's sitting there in the dirt in Job 1, it says his wife came up to him and goes, why don't you just curse God and die? Yeah. And it's
0: like, thanks, honey. What a what a great, great uh, support system he has.
1: Satan's like hand of
0: destruction
1: was over her and he yeah. looked at her and he goes, now I'm keeping
0: you. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're going to be used. Yeah. You're going to be used for, for my glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she she had a rough go at it. Um, we, I, I'm I'm a very big into hope and redemption, so I hope at the end of Job she kind of turned a new leaf and, and and sought the Lord after all that. So oh boy, so there he, you go. There... He, he offers sacrifice for her. So
1: there's two of them. Yeah, they Job. they just stick with me so much, and I go boy. There's nothing good about you. Oh no. Maybe okay. Maybe Samson, but there's got
0: to be something. somewhere. I think for there's Samson. there's probably good for something out of. At the end of the day, the Lord the Lord was glorified through both. That's it, what I it was. Say, so. It was yeah. Uh, well, mine mine are much uh, very just. I'd say much simpler. Uh, first, Jezebel. Oh, ah, she him. is.
1: Hey, this goes back to Christianese, right? Or in my eyes. Jezebel. When when people get called a Jezebel, that's like a real, I'm going to say the word, it's a boomer term, ma'am. And so like, when they say she's a real Jezebel, that
0: context was lost on me for forever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, I mean, she has no, she is one that I go, do I see any redeemable quality in her? Not really. I mean, she, she died. She got pushed and and eaten by dogs. So... There was kind of a. I think even the Lord knew, like, all right, yeah, you're not, you're not one of mine. Um, I,
1: I think even I forget. Jess could tell us who was the prophet during the time. Was it
0: Samuel or was it Eli- no Elijah or Elisha? No.
1: Oh well. Oh, I'm no. thinking way too early. Maybe I'm thinking of a judge or a general. There was some guy who was opposed to Jezebel, and whenever he came up, he found her body in the tower, and I'm pretty sure scripture says he ran her over twice.
0: Mm. <laughs> just to, just, just to make sure. Uh, well, I don't know. Not worth it. Uh, yeah, so she's my number one. Um, Number two, Laman. Uh, Laman, the stepfather of Joseph. No. Jacob. Okay. It, I don't know this one. Really? No. Uh, so it's Rachel and Leah's? Father. Oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Naaman, yeah, Naaman, Naaman. Oh, I, I, I mispronounced it. I think you said Layman. I thought it was Layman. Is it Naaman? It might be Naaman. You, you check me, and, and we'll okay, we'll confirm uh, as I'm talking about Naaman slash Layman. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's just a very uh, corrupt character. Um, kind of his story very quickly. Uh, Jacob went. It is Laban. Layman. So sorry. Okay. Cool. I thought I was pretty sure there is a Naaman. Naaman is no Haman. There's so many men. <laughs> Haman is uh, also a very rough guy in, in the story of Esther. But Laman, he's the father of Rachel and Leah. Jacob runs to him. I think he's also like, uh, I don't even want to get into that. So um, uh, Jacob wants to marry Rachel. And Laman's like, I'll give him tea if you work for me for seven years. On the night, sounds like, I, I want to say Laman, it really seems like Laman got Jacob drunk. And he had him marry Leah, who was the older child. And it says maybe the less attractive child. Yeah,
1: there's some insinuation she was ugly.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, bad on Jacob for getting inebriated, though. So Jacob wakes up and he's like, this ain't Rachel. And so he goes to Layman and Layman's like, well, I can't give you my younger without giving away my older. And then he goes, but I'll give you my younger now if you work for me. Seven more years. seven years. Seven years. Yeah. And so... um he does and he marries Rachel and then uh, there's just some, a bunch of other just discreet things that layman does to kind of try to take away from Jacob and keep his kids around and um, just a lot of dishonesty behind, behind layman's actions. Mm. So um, never been a big fan of, of layman if you will. But I think even him, I think there, there's a, there comes a moment where they make a peace treaty at the end of it. And so I'm like, man, that's, that's good. And then, and then actually the default comes on Jacob. Cause Jacob's like, I'm still leaving, <laughs> but yeah. there's, you know, there's always, there's always just some icky moments in, in scripture, uh, because it's, you know, it shows the, it's it shows the flaws, it shows the flaws. And that's one of the best things about, uh, scripture and its authority and its, um, honesty yeah. is that it, it'll show the flaws, even of the people that it's trying to show that are the, are the justifiable ones. It's,
1: it's beautiful. Yeah. That the scripture is based around nothing but, but flawed, sinful people. And you see it time and time again, yeah.
0: except for one person yeah exactly, exactly. and it's just to show that hey we're we are not here to show you that we are the people that deserve any of this, you know we're not gonna we're not gonna hide our our blemishes, i mean even yeah. samson he's the he's the hero. In the stories that we're talking about. That's why we see him as a hero. That's why you, uh, whenever you hear like a, um, uh, in your storybooks, like Samson's going to be shown as this hero figure. Super strong, but super, super handsome. Yeah, yeah, but scripture shows him to be, he's got flaws, man, and a lot of them. And he is a very unrighteous. And it isn't, to my, in my opinion, obviously you might disagree with this, it isn't until the end that we see him be truly justified and hold up to what he is supposed to do. I, I would say at the end, he does finally come to God. Yeah. Yeah yeah uh so well yeah there you there you go so let us know what what's your favorite or least favorite least bible favorite character can't, can't say, satan, can't or say satan or judas That's it's easy too, too easy man too easy so okay well we, how much time we got we got we got a little I bit got, i don't know hey man we got ten, plenty of time ten minutes, plenty of time 50 minutes 10 minutes oh, so. okay. uh 50 minutes yeah hey we're gonna go an hour and a half today. Uh, so we wanted to talk you you've been obviously we talked about this a lot but you're in a small group now you're leading a small group on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. uh, called by Bi- or not Bible talk sorry uh coffee, coffee talk, talk yeah um, in which you go through um, hard topics and really with the focus on how do we broach these hard topics uh, in the case of sharing our faith with somebody who does not believe. Of those, some have been like apologetics, um, others have been, you've talked to me about some, why don't you explain, you, you know better.
1: Yeah, so so far we've gone through four weeks of them. Our, our topics have gone from, I call it church hurt, it's whenever church, yeah. you're talking to, uh, the scenario of every single class is you sit down across the table with someone, typically a non-Christian, and they say a common thing. That is religious. How do you go about that topic? Mm. Because ministry needs to happen outside the church. Yeah, and so we've talked about if someone has church hurt, they've been hurt by the church. We've talked about if someone I've called it God hurt, if someone feels like God has hurt them or like offended has them, yeah,
0: been against them or something?
1: yeah. We talked about apologetics last week, which that one was. Um, a challenge.
0: Which, honestly, I'll, I'll say this because you said even some in your class were like, "What is apologetics?" Yeah. Big word. Basically, just means defending your faith.
1: Yeah, defending your faith, typically with factual evidence. Yeah. Um, this week was on cultural Christianity, mm-hmm. and and I want to point out this one was big. This is cultural Christianity part one, where you're sitting across from a non-Christian having a cup of coffee, and they they look at you and they say, "I don't understand why I should be a Christian because all my Christian friends." Act just like me, yeah. And it's like, what do you do?
0: Yeah, what do you do about that? Uh, yeah, so we wanted to kind of just talk a little bit about this this subject uh, for those a who aren't in Brad's class, who are maybe in youth or uh, just you know maybe in, doing in other different stuff. states or whatever. Yeah, if you're um, in London. Yeah, I, we got a few. We got a few, right? Uh, and then <laughs> also, Brad, just to give you some voice to say, hey, I know I only have an hour to talk about um, the biggest things and a lot of questions, but maybe you had some things prepared that you didn't really get to harp on as much as that you wanted to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, can you just kind of give us a quick synopsis of, of your thoughts on Church Hurt and what was talked about? Cultural Christianity. Sorry, yeah, cultural Christianity. Yeah. um, whew,
1: Brother, it's a lot. And it's ambiguous. Yeah. So like cultural Christianity is um gotquestions.org. If yep. you look up cultural Christianity, they have a a definition, and boy, is it harsh. Like, not harsh, but like personally, you look at it and you just have to ask the question when it comes to cultural Christianity is this me. Mm. And that was that was a hard question that we had to look at. So cultural Christianity is like you could call it like nominal faith. It's someone who who says they adhere to a faith but they don't follow any of the practices of it. Yeah. And so it is wildly prevalent in America. I would say also for Christianity as well, I would also I would venture say it's wildly prevalent in Europe because of Eastern Orthodoxy and Catholicism. Yeah. There are many people who would say like uh, an indicator is my mother was Catholic, so I am. And I would say that is very much cultural Christianity. And so um we we went a lot of places. So like how do Nate, how would you Identify a cultural Christian.
0: Yeah, cultural Christian. Um, first and foremost, I think anybody that thinks of uh, their faith as a Sunday and a Sunday thing. Or even like a Sunday and Wednesday thing. Uh, so uh, coming to church, oh, well, I'm a Christian because I go to church. Or I'm a Christian because I have, I'm have i plugged into a small group. Um, and so it's almost like you car- compartmentalize your faith. I think that's a big part of uh, cultural Christianity. So I'm a Christian in these circles. Uh, but outside it, nobody could ever uh, say Um you know, I'll, I think you're right. There's a lot to it. It's a big topic. Uh, I'll give it an example. We're walking through a book right now through with our SLU students, and they get, the, the author, Sam Alberry gave a beautiful uh, picture when it came to, and he wasn't talking about cultural Christianity, but he basically said, um, are you a bad dancer? Uh, or even like a-, a Mad. Weird, a mad. Mad, that's right, yeah. A mad dancer. And what he meant by that is, um, your life should almost, as a Christian, should be the same as somebody who's watching a music video with the sound off. Like they would, lo- if, if they saw that music video with the sound off, and they just saw the people dancing or the things going on, they they'd be like, "That's really weird. Like, what's going on?" They would have no context. Um, and in some sense of your life, uh, in in some way, your life as a Christian should look like that mad dancer, where everybody kind of looks at you and says. There's just something off. There's just something different uh, and not in a bad way or a weird way, but more so, hey, there's something that they do that shows that there's a greater purpose where they question what, what's the reason you do this thing this way. Uh, for example, we have a student that was very honest and said, hey, I'm, for, for 40 days, I'm staying away from social media. And so if her friends come up and say, hey, have you seen this? Like, hey, I just sent you this TikTok, check it out. And, and she goes, hey, I can't, I don't, I'm actually taking a break. That's kind of weird in it the is. culture that she's in. Mm-hmm. And, and then that person gets to say, well, why are you doing this? Oh, well, I think it, because I have a faith in Christ, I want to take this time to, to fast from this thing that, that has taken hold of my life. Yeah, That's a huge thing to show. And so, yeah, I think cultural Christianity is to look the same way as the world while saying that you're supposed to look different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, and in the end, it, the question then becomes, is it real? Is it real? That one is is
1: phenomenal, and that's what we had to really look at: is like, is this faith even real? Mm-hmm. Or, and then you you sort of start to delve into the realm of judgment calls mm-hmm. and doubting salvation, and then you start to get into really sticky situations where you're like, I want to call them out, but I, I shouldn't. Is that my spot, yeah, uh, only God judges you know that gets thrown around a lot in our culture uh, where where's my position to make such claims to say that you're a cultural Christian? yeah, um specifically in the situation tonight you were talking to a lost person, and so it was like, how do you lovingly tell them that the other parties? Are not practicing their faith as they should. Yeah, without sounding holier than thou, without sounding um, too critical, mm-hmm. or you know, it's so really tough. Um, there's one thing that came up that I I wish I had more time to talk about, but I didn't. Um, Whenever it came down to it, I said, I had to ask the, the question as a starter, what's a Christian? What's mm-hmm. a defining characteristic yeah. of a Christian? And I came down to, at, at its simplest, two things are defining characteristics of a Christian, the relationship with Jesus and a life of holiness. Yeah. I said, though, pretty much boil it down to that. Somebody can challenge me on it. But, um,
0: well, can I just say, I, you know, for anybody that kind of sees us as like, whoa, uh, well, I want to say, I can speak for you on this. You're saying that a, a, uh, what were they to the, the first one? A F- uh, relationship with relationship Jesus. Relationship with Jesus will lead to a life of holiness. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, yeah, one affects the other, but, uh, John 15, uh, no fruit.
0: Get, I hey mean, was it James Ford? Yeah.
1: You, get, pruned. yeah. Get, get, pruned. Get, on, get pruned. Get pruned. Come on. Get pruned, kid. <laughs> um, Work works are a clear sign of faith. Yeah. Um. Anyway, something that that one of them said was they're like, when I was ta- talking to them, they were trying to make the reason of like humans are sinful and flawed, but then they said the line of like, you shouldn't be following me as a Christian. You should be following Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's where we hit a stumbling block. Because a verse that really weighs heavy on me is is First Corinthians eleven one, where Paul challenges the church of Corinth, and he says, "You should follow me, because I'm following Christ." Mm, yeah. And, and, buddy, if uh, for all of our listeners, if you can't make that claim, what's holding you back? Yeah. Yeah. And and I had to look at myself too and I say,
0: I need to make that claim. Yeah. Well, and and I'll just add some context to this as well. Uh this is the same Paul than other scriptures would be like, Man, I have a thorn. Oh, I'm I'm I am woe is me because I'm I am I am uh lost of all lost. If Uh anybody deserves judgment, it's me. So it's not like Paul sitting here and saying, holier than thou, look at me. No, he is saying, hey, I just I want I this is the life I'm living. I'm all in for Christ. And if you would if you want to look at anybody to follow Christ, like emulate how I'm doing it because I'm doing how he would want me to do it.
1: You know? Exactly. That's huge. It is it is a massive claim because boy, you're putting yourself heavily accountable to a lot of people. And yeah. so that was the one thing I didn't have time to say that I wish I could have said. Uh, you want to challenge your faith, tell other
0: Christians, uh, can you emulate my life following Jesus? That's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. And, and I think it is because a lot of times when we think cultural Christianity, we point fingers at everybody but ourselves. So the first thing you got to do is look at yourself. You so got to have a look at I? yourself. Where am I? Am I, is, 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 am I that mad dancer? Do I look different? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's that whole, like, take the plank out of your eye before you Try to get somebody else' to I use that
1: scripture as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: and then, and then in, that, in that way, you can kind of create that relational equity to say, "Hey, I've seen you, I know you, I walk alongside with you, let me help you." yeah, because I think this is a, a portion of your life that you need to let Jesus affect heavily, yeah so. Um, but yeah, the, the last thing that I will say, and then I'll let you kind of have our closing words is, man, thank God for Christ. You know, um, if anybody is like, man, I, I, I hate how Christians act in this, that, or the other, thank goodness for Christ because he is who we truly do follow. And there is so much truth behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything has ever affected you via cultural Christianity of watching somebody else fall or, or almost put Christ's names to sh- try to put Christ's name to shame. Um, thank goodness that he is above all um, and that we can truly follow a perfect and risen Christ. Yeah.
1: I, you tell me to conclude it, but I mean, conclude that, was, it, that was beautiful conclusion. Oh, I got nothing. That's exactly it. Yeah. So,
0: Well, Hey, uh, you know, I just, uh, let me, let me just say this. Again, you're doing great work in that class. I mean, taking on these tough topics, and uh, you have told me of so many uh, beautiful stories that have come from it. And so, uh, if you are not plugged into a small group, or if you're plugged into one, uh, but you're just looking to give out another try, Brad and Jess Connolly's uh, Coffee Talk. At six o'clock?
1: Six o'clock
0: in 209, We're which is just, uh, come find me or something. I'll show you where it yeah, is. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, uh, we'll, and you will take on cultural Christianity. From Part diff- two. Part two. Different perspective. What perspective? The perspective
1: is you are now talking to a cultural Christian. Mm. What and how in the world do you tell them?
0: Your faith isn't living up to the Christ standards. So many good things that can come out of that. So yeah, check that out if you can. Um, yeah, that's all Look I have. At We're giving plugs now. Oh come on, dude! I'm, getting, I'm always going to plug. Uh, I, I think your your small group is awesome. It's a great thing that we need. So come join me sometime. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, youth, gotta gotta take a week out. So, um, no, no, maybe. Who knows? So cool. Yeah. Anything? Uh, nope.
1: That's it. Please look at Samson in a different light. Yeah. Just look at him as the, he's the enemy. He's the enemy. (laughs) The dude is just, (laughs) he's just
0: a jerk, man. He's just a jerk. He's he's like a gym bro. Dude, he is.
1: Oh, he's a chat. All
0: right. Grace and peace. Bye.